99 drinks still left to go Welcome all in and enjoy the show It's me though with E, I'm the host You know, so sit back, relax, grab a snack and let's go Welcome, welcome. This is the first, the very first podcast for 99 Dreams. Welcome, no my, hide in my, kia ora, everybody. What's going on? Ko waiau, ko rāwiri rātai tōku ingoa, heuri tēnei o Taranaki, te ateaua, me ngāti marioki. I am rāwiri, born and raised here in Taranaki, and I affiliate to te ateaua, ngāti maru, and te ateaua iwi here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. But yeah, welcome. Oh man, I'm hella nervous. This is exciting, um, nerve-wracking, but such an awesome journey to begin. Uh, yeah, welcome. This is the 99 Dreams Podcast, as I said before. Uh, my name is Rauri. I'm the host, and this is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a bit of fun. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast and continue to come along and join the journey with me. Uh, I guess I should give you guys a bit of a background into who I am, uh, what I've been up to to get to where I am today. So this all started out for me maybe 2014. We'll go back to 2014 when I left Taranaki for the first time, headed down to Wellington. Uh, I went down there to study a certificate in personal training. I was spent six months down there, got through that. Um, after the six months, I came back to Taranaki and worked in a gym here. I was working as a PT. I enjoyed that. It was lots of fun. I got to work out every day, um, spend time in a gym environment, get to meet so many different people and try and make a difference in people's lives through fitness. But what I soon realized was I was too young and underqualified when it come to asking people for money. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to market myself properly. I just didn't really know what I was doing or what I got myself into. So I decided to pull the plug on that, head back to NZIS down in Wellington and do the level six diploma and exercise prescription because I thought, hmm, if I'm struggling here, Maybe I'll be able to figure out how I can uh, market myself better. So I went and did that. And what I learned from this course was a whole lot more than what I learned in that PT course. That PT course is fine to set you up if you've already got an understanding and a background in marketing, or you're a little bit older and you're really comfortable with asking people for money. Or, you know, you've been doing a little bit of it on the side and now you've got the qualification to back you up when you're at the gym. But other than that, I highly recommend if you're looking to become a personal trainer, do some personal development as well once you get that certificate and learn how to market yourself, build podcasts, um, build a following on Instagram, uh, YouTube, give out free tips, free programs, because a program is a program. It's the training that comes with that program. That's what will set you apart. That's what I didn't realize at that point in time. So highly recommend if you're looking down that avenue maybe that's something to do so i went back 
and got some more education this time more exercise prescription based so learned more about the anatomy um, learned more about physiology a little bit more about marketing a little bit more about uh, psycholo- psychology psychology I can't even pronounce it psychology about the psychology of exercise um, that really threw me off <laughs> the psychology of exercise so how do you assess someone's psychology when it comes to that kind of stuff like how can you read a person when they come in to the gym to be assessed like some people are highly anxious and you got to be able to read those cues that's what we learned at NZIS anyway when I went to university it was a whole different story spoiler alert speaking of once I finished at NZIS um I decided that wasn't enough. I want to see if I could push myself a little bit further. And if you ask any of my teachers growing up, or any of my family, really, and you ask them, hey, do you think that Awori would have gone to university? They would say, fuck no. Hell nah. He is not cut out for university. And I'm telling you, I wasn't cut out for university. So this brings me to my first year, the year that I realized I'm not really cut out for university, but I'm going to stick to it anyway, because shit, I moved to the furthest university I could from home, which was pretty tough because at least in Wellington, you know, I could manage that trip. Wellington to Taranaki is like four hours maximum, eight on a bus because you got to stop in Palmy for however long, but that's manageable, you know, that, that's a manageable distance, it's a manageable cost. Um, so I came home you know, every school holidays, because it ran on a term base at NZIS. Uh, I could come home every school holidays, every other weekend if I wanted to for any important events and stuff like that. When I moved to Otago, complete opposite, because we're not a wealthy family. Growing up, we had enough to get by. We had enough to, you know, be happy, but we didn't have enough to be comfortable. So we spent a lot of our time, you know, getting by but that's a part of the story i'm down there in otago my first year was hell it was i was like i'm a scrape by like i'm a serial chiller i love just doing enough to get me through but i'm not gonna do above and beyond to get those grades that i knew i could achieve if i had applied myself but i was just like bro i'm getting a c plus c minus we're all goods it's not until you start failing papers where you're like ah shit should have applied myself a little bit better for example i don't know how many people have done this i sorry i did a bachelor of physical education down in Dunedin at the university of otago and so in that is pretty much an extension of what i've already been learning in wellington and so (laughs) my second semester was terrible i failed uh fizzy 102 i failed hubs 192 which are in my opinion, two of the hardest damn papers I've ever took. But look at that, Cubs was super easy. 102 was just a shit paper, super boring, not engaging at all. It was hands down the worst paper I've taken at university. And I've taken a few papers at university. How I'll tell you how bad it was in my first year at university. I took um, conversational thrill, which is basic, like you learn R, E, E, or U. I got a C plus because I didn't even hand in my final assignment. <laughs> which was worth the majority of our grade. All I had to do was submit it, but I was hungover. So that that goes to show how much of like a serial chiller I was throughout my first year, which is bad. But 
it's okay because like some of my friends were failing too and if, if you're gonna fail fail with your friends because at least your friends you know you don't feel as bad if you're failing alone then it's all like bro what are you up to but hey it's all good you live you learn you move on you take those lessons that you know you could have applied yourself a lot better and you'd be in a better position but i mean all all my friends that failed those papers were all in great positions today so we're blessed we're definitely blessed to have had the opportunities we've had so now it's 2017 my second year and my second year is when everything changed every everything changed when i joined pema the pe maori association so this was my home away from home because i was starting to get homesick i didn't realize like how much I needed to be around Maori and, you know, homely North Island vibes. It's different down there. And, you know, shout out to all my non-Maori mates. I still love all you guys. It's, it's just different, you know. Like, Maori had those those kind of inside jokes that we know and we love. And we got relatable things. We know what it's like growing up. And, you know, when you stay at a friend's place or your cousin's house even, and they go to sleep and you're left with no blankets. So you're just out there like, bruh, snuggling into the couch, using the cushions as a blanket, using the curtain, use a TV, whatever you can find. That's that's like the relatable ones or like growing up, marae styles. You got the mattresses all over the floor, blankets everywhere, cuzzies all over the floor, all crowding around like a, a 24 inch TV, which is small as. And you're all just trying to watch like Lion King or you're stuck watching rugby league because that's what was on in the weekends. Our parents love watching some leagues. So those are relatable things that, you know, not all our non-Maori mates can relate to, which is fine. You know, we just have those inside jokes that you kind of miss uh, when you're away from home for a long time. So, yeah, the experiences I had being part of Pema was amazing. Just being a part of a Māori association, uh, looking to do things for our students, um, for Tauiro Māori in Otago. So, yeah, amazing opportunity. I got to sit and observe. If you ask any of them on the 2017 exec, I said not a lot apart from like, true, yeah, keen. Those are probably my three words I use in every hui. But I learned, I sat and observed, watched how everyone else like work as a leader and i kind of applied those later on in life but the one thing that really um altered where i was going in my second year was when we did 104 which was um uh the camp paper fizzy 104 we had camp out at glenorchy we had a um a weekend at noho marae and in Kaikorai Valley, and then we had a swimming component. The swimming component was uh, terrible, right? Like, I can swim. My parents put me in swimming classes when I was a kid, so I had to learn how to swim. But, like, I can swim. But by this time, because, you know, how I became a serial chiller, I was, like, a drinker, heavily drinking. We were drinking all the time, eating bad food, doing no exercise. Funny, right? I did a PT, so it went from exercising a lot to exercising never but yeah the swimming component i went with a few of my mates we were stoked as like yeah that's us let's go we had to um tread water for five minutes and we had to swim like 200 meters without stopping so me and the bro we're out here 
And the bro, I don't think he can swim. He's like bobbing up and down, like struggling for what he's like. At one point, he's like <laughs> trying to breathe. But um, yeah, so he was pulled out of the pool and like he was taken to the side and taught a few things. And me, when I was doing the freestyle, I was running out of breath, so I had to stand up and stop and like, you know, kind of walk, but still swing the arm so it looks like you're still swimming. She's like, nah, you're coming off too. I need to talk to both of you guys. So yeah, we had to uh, get swimming lessons. <laughs> we had to get swimming lessons. It was just so embarrassing. Like we had kids swimming next to us. We had like geezers and um, old ladies swimming next to us and stuff. It was hilarious. They were doing their aqua jogging and me and Jerry are like with flutterboards, just heads down, blowing bubbles and kicking and stuff like that. It was terrible, man. Like, we we shouldn't have been in that. We should have been passed and moved on but yeah we we were doing swimming lessons for the majority of like uh semester one into semester two um but yeah it was fun we got to hang out um and have lots of time in the spa pool too relax which was always a bonus um and the noho marae component i was super excited but super like skeptical at the same time like what's going to be different to any of the noho that we have at home um what's this marae stay going to be like and i tell you what expectations were blown out of the water because i for the first time at university got to see maori maori in leadership positions like you get to see them leading out on this noho which is something that you don't get to see very often at university level especially seeing maori get to lead and students like not even a lecturer there was students leading out on it and i was so amazed i was like oh far check them out and like it was some of our pema crew as well as some um whanau from te koronga which i'll get into soon um but yeah that was amazing i got to hang out with all my friends there it was it was such a good time like that noho marae really loved it but it was so interesting to hear that people have never been on a marae before that was their first time which was a cool experience because you know those people were so appreciative and they were so careful about everything they did there but everything was intentional so yeah nah they i think they had a great time i know i did and that's where a lot of my thinking started to move i was like what how do you, I don't know. I don't won't think about it too much. I'll just carry on doing what I do, you know, keep on going with Pema, keep chilling, and keep drinking, doing my thing, and just skating on by. And we skated through the rest of that year. We had camp uh, in early Feb of 2018, which, bruh, I hate camping. Who wants to camp? Walk for days? Just to what? See a sunset on a mountaintop? That ain't cool. I watch that on YouTube, but... Oh, yeah. Nah, camping's not for me. Have you ever seen me in, like, yo, is that I should go for a camp? Camp where? Hell nah. I ain't going no camp. Not even a campsite. Take me to the motel, hotel, bud. Sky City. <laughs> it's us. Never going out no ngahere. Got knocked the showers, knocked the Wi-Fi. Nah, bud. No, thank you. 
So this was what I think it was five or seven days. We we're in Glen Orkey, which is um, just outside of Queenstown. Beautiful place. Some Lord of the Rings was filmed there and shit like that. It's whatever. But no, nah, it was kind of cool. I, I, I like fuck with it, but not really because like I don't really like hiking. I don't really like camping. I don't like sleeping in a tent on a mattress. I don't like the fact you got to pick it up every day and then carry it up this mountain. The one decent-ish night we got to sleep in a cabin, it flooded because it rained so much. Yep, <laughs> it was a great time. But in all honesty, it was pretty fun. The relationships we built from that camp were amazing. I got to hang out with uh, some of my mates like Ash, uh, Baxter, Titus. Um, then we had people in there. Uh, we had Gemma, Megan, Millie, uh, and a couple of others. Can't quite remember all of them. It was a long time ago, 2018, man. We're in like 2022 right now. But yeah, it was so much fun. I did enjoy it by the end of it, but I was well shattered. That bus ride home, super shattered. But dropped all my gear off, went to the bottle store, leaked the liquor, we at grabbed the box, linked up with our entire class, and that was us. We were just at, I think we were at Blake's place, to be honest. I'm pretty sure it was at his place. We are all just wrecked ass from camp. Then we are all just, yeah, drinks on. It was a great night. That was a great way to start 2018. And so 2018 was a rough year. So I'm like third year now. My first semester's all good because I got all my third year papers, right? The second semester, I'm still doing that fucking fizzy 102. I hate that paper. I really hate it. I'm a third year doing first year papers. At least I passed hubs. Shit. But fizzy 102, I just couldn't quite get over that damn hump. So I'm sitting there with a bunch of first years that I've like met at PEO week because we ran the sports event for them being a part of PEMA still. Um, but yeah. I'm sitting with them and I'm like, yo, do you have the answers? Like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Like, shout out Big Dave. He got me through a lot of that, my man. Um, but yeah, that was a hectic time. I did, Like, 2018 was fun, but it wasn't, like, you know, amazing. Why? Because we have only got one Māori paper that I could take that year, which was Fizzy 320. And again, so this was my first induction into having a class with Amory. Uh, Dr. Anne-Marie Jackson, Associate Professor Anne-Marie Jackson. Yeah. Um, amazing, right? Like, just the way she taught it and getting to see, you know, Māori embraced at the academic level for the first time. Like, uh, you get a glimpse of it in 102 and 101, like they sprinkle in one lecture and you don't really get a lab. Now you get a lab for it, but back then you didn't get a lab where you get to do kiorahi and stuff like that. You do all these dumb labs that he wants you to do. But anyway, we get it. I don't like 102. <laughs> but yeah, so AMJ, amazing lecturer. She just makes everything make sense and makes you really feel passionate about being Māori. She stokes that fire in you and really encourages you as a student to you know, be yourself and see yourself in your mahi that you're doing. So... Shout out AMG. She's got me as far as I've as I've come today through her tutelage. Um, but that Noho again, another place where we got to be Māori in the Māori environment at um, Puketeraki, which is out in Karitane. 
Shout out K-Town, all the whānau out there, the most beautiful place in all of Otago, I reckon. Never mind Queenstown, Karetane. If you're down there studying, go head out there, have a look. It's a beautiful place. they got a good Wakama club out there. Check it out. Cheeky little plug for you guys. You're welcome. But nah, I really loved that noho. Um, we had our whānau groups that we were kind of in and we really knew well. But then there were other groups. And then, like, when we were at the Noor, it all got shook up. And we weren't with our whānau groups anymore. We were all blended in with others. And that's where I met a few of my mates, my really good mates, who I still am very good friends with today. And this Noor, we had to do, like, this thing called Rivers of Life where you get super deep, super emotional and really get to see uh, people for who they are. Um, it was amazing because you kind of look at these people and you're like, really i didn't think that about you you know just basing it off of the you know face value whereas when you actually peel back those layers you're beginning like oh right i can kind of see that now so with the rivers of life where everything just got super emotional everyone was like what the heck i didn't realize that that was how you perceive yourself or how you perceive things to be so yeah it was super interesting to realize that oh man, maybe these people have gone through this um, whole raru that, you know, you wouldn't even think because of their status as they are when you met them. You know, they were pretty cool people and I thought, wow, you fellas are amazing. And then, yeah, you know, they let us in on those, you know, deeper, deeper secrets and meanings in their life, which was super cool, you know, to have that kind of vulnerability at that level. Something else, really was something else. Um, so yeah, 320, amazing time. Really enjoyed that paper. Um, a lot of us say that that was our turning point. That's where we decided this is where we want to be. Um, this is where we're going to come and try to put in the effort to go as far as we did and go as hard as we did for as long as we did. Uh, because Associate Professor AMJ really encouraged us to try and do more than what we think we're capable of because she sees our potential but she leaves us the keys to unlock that potential so yeah shout out to that paper that's where everything shifted so going into 2019 again there's only one maori paper and it was at the end of the year and semester two which sucks right so went through all that year luckily i wasn't doing any level one papers in my final year this was the year uh the degree changed too so i was doing uh bachelor of applied science and physical education activity and health was my major my minor was sport development and management and so got to the end of the year my goal for that entire year was to get my grades looking a lot better because i wanted to do postgrad i had this goal in my mind that i wanted to do honors and so i really had to work my motherfucking ass off to get there uh i was sitting on like c's and c pluses maybe a few b minuses from uh, my coaching papers that i did with tcas which those are pretty dope but i had a lot of work left to do i think that whole year i had to get b plus and a's for all my papers 
just so I could get into post-grad. So I worked my ass off, get decent grades. First semester was a bit rocky because all those papers sucked. Um, didn't have those Māori papers, which is definitely the key. Like, if you want to engage Māori students, you got to give them Māori papers. Same with our uh, Indigenous students, our um, Pacific Island students, you know. They all need papers that are going to engage them. You got to give them some buy-in. You can't just expect them to all want to be uh, physiologists or all want to be freaking uptight sport marketing and development people. Like, there's got to be some give there, and I think the university's got it wrong. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Thankfully, it's moving in the right direction now. But anyway, so I had three hundred six, which was like a, a level up from um fizzy 320 so it speaks to a six uh 306 sorry it is the next level up and that was taught by uh dr chanel phillips again another amazing paper with an awesome <laughs> oh, shit that's the one where it happened so at this noho um we're all out there we we got this waka and well in our, in our group sorry on this noho it was like we had the same amount of guys and the same amount of girls and we had the six man waka and all us boys are like yeah that's us let's all get in this waka all us boys and then we'll race the girls and the girls were in like a um they were in a cool ass one they were safe they weren't gonna flip and us we were cocky ass out there hus huh swap yeah and we're like yeah that's us a little bit windy out there and far if you've ever been in a waka it's like dragon boating you got like a little ama that just helps keep you afloat so it's like a canoe and they can't cut they can kind of flip real easy and it happens real fast and shit so we're out there and our steerer decides oh man we should turn in so remember the ama's on this side here the left side for us and so we're we're like oh yeah sweet we'll turn in he's like yeah just go that way and we're like that way he's like yeah go that way so as we start to turn the the waka the ama lifts a little bit and it's a windy day so it just goes boom and all of us are like cold airs in this water guts it is oh, i had my glasses on because i was confident we weren't swimming i was like nah man we got this glasses are down there on life jacket on so i'm trying to like reach down and i'm swimming back up because the life jacket's pulling me back up and uh, the bro tries to dive down and get them but it was high tide and far <laughs> it was ratchet had no glasses we had to flick the wapa flip the waka back over sail it onto the shore which was on the other side of the um awa it's a bail there all the water so we're getting rid of all this water then we've got to jump back in the waka turn it around and then sail back to shore park the waka and then we had to run all the way to the shower so we didn't get hypothermia because it was like the middle of september the waters were like eight degrees it was freezing as and there's only two shells so there's like six of us dudes just 20 seconds 20 seconds 20 seconds 20 seconds just rotating through. it was a whole scenario man oh yeah i forgot about that shit so yeah that was 2019 that's how we went out 2019 with a bang end of the year i get my grades back in i submit my application to do honors uh, comes back i get accepted I'm over the moon. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. I did it. I finally did it. Uh, 
So I set a goal for myself in 2019. I said, look, this is it. We got to get first class honours or nothing. So that was my goal. I was all in. I had 100% buy-in to get first class honours. It was going to be hell because, you know, I'm a, I'm a chiller. And now I have to flip the switch and become a hard worker. I had to grind and go through all these papers. But to get to honours in 2020, I had to get through the small summer internship. So my summer internship, I can't even remember. I think I did it on Pudaka. I'm not quite sure. It was terrible. Like if you ever read it now, you'll be like, what the hell was he writing? My grammar was shit. Um, I know I couldn't even string together sentences properly and my paragraphs were all over the place, but it's a learning curve, right? This, this where you like cut your teeth. I highly recommend it if anyone's thinking about doing postgrad is to try and do an, uh, a written internship. You, you get to pick a topic of your choice you get to write about it. i think ours had to be five thousand words or something like that you write about it over the summer you conduct a lit review um annotated bibliography things like that so it helps give you the skills that you need for postgrad okay so that was one of the major keys that set me up for success in 2020 so now 2020 this year was crazy right i was shout out to the bro baxter for this too like this is unbelievable and i'll tell another story about this other like about 2019 it was a whole it was a whole thing but anyway shout out to baxter for when i got down to dunedin my first few weeks i was like had nowhere to stay because i didn't want to pay rent over summer and i was struggling to find a place uh because none of my mates were coming back and the bro already found him a place and i was starting to still trying to find a place and so baxter's like look i got like the spare kind of cupboard under the stairs kind of deal you can stay there if you want so it was like a harry potter closet this is where he kept his fridge and all that kind of thing so shout out baxter you're a real one for that it was like this fold-out couch thing that i used for a bit i think i was there for like two three weeks maybe until i found my spot but yeah brah that was that was not ideal but hey Shout out to my boy. He's got backs for real. He's a real one. And yes, I was I was like legit couch surfing for a minute. Got me a place. I was staying in this apartment. It was just me up in there. Uh, and then I'm going through the semester. COVID hits. We go into full lockdowns. Uh, I'm attending classes via Zoom, which meant shit was optional so i wasn't going so i was like nah we good we good i'll be all right so <laughs> stop going i'll just watch recordings later on or i'll pop into those compulsory ones and people were like oh are you okay i was like nah i'm good i'm asleep but like it was hard living in that apartment on your own man it's not ideal it's not a place where you want to be but you make it work right uh but shout out to sony <laughs> for the playstation man uh shout out to all my boys we were running gta till like 5 a.m most nights we'll all be jumping on we'll be jamming from night till morning we'll see like creaks of sunlight we're like boys far we better call it a night and me and benji are like bro we got tk in like three hours do we just not go we're like bro do we just stay up bro <laughs> it was it was hectic it was hectic but it was so much fun we're just like bro who cares let's just do it roll with it so that was us we did all that um it was crazy once we got out of covid well lockdown 
things kind of went back to normal. I picked up two jobs in that time because I needed to work to maintain this house. Oh, snap. But before I get into that, random ass story. So I was listening to my FM. I think I uh, did the, what was it, the top 200 of the 2000s or something like that. Uh, and just ticked away songs that I really wanted to win. Didn't think nothing about it. I didn't even know there was prize money involved. We're listening to my FM and then they ring me and I'm like, hello? And they're like, oh, hey, just randomly ringing people, uh, seeing if they pick up private numbers. You did. This is blah, blah, blah from my FM. Uh, just calling you to let you know that you're in the draw to win the, uh, I think it was $5,000. I can't remember how much. Maybe it was $2,000 um, prize for the um, top 200 hip hop and R&B of the 2000s. Oh, buzzy that's cool she's like oh yeah just keep listening um we'll announce the winner tomorrow just stay near the phone if the phone rings it's all yours i was like oh mate thanks and so luckily we we're jamming the game because the boys all heard them they're like yeah that's awesome I'm like hey and then yeah i thought nothing of it the next day they were like oh yeah this is the number one song it was like chris brown uh yo excuse me miss and I was like, oh, because we were jamming the game. I was like, oh, shucks, boys. I don't think I won, eh? And they're like, oh, why is that? I was like, oh, because they haven't rung it. And they're like, oh, no, all good. And then we carried on playing the game. And they're like, oh, we were about to announce the winner right after this break. And I was like, oh, yeah. The break happened. Nah, nothing. And then they came back to the studio and they're like, yeah, talk it again. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, we'll announce the winner right after this break. I was like, oh, sweet. I'm still in. I'm still in. And then my phone rang. I'm like, oh, that's us. We did it. And so, yeah, picked up the phone. It was them. And they're like, yo, congrats. You've won. Oh, that was, that was a savior. Far. I'm pretty sure I wasted it all on GTA money, games and kfc once kfc reopened but shit it was dope to win some money <laughs> but yeah so fast forward through the year um i got to again sit my one um maori paper in postgrad well i sat like an indigenous methodology paper but that wasn't in the p department i had to go to uh tetsumu i think it was for that paper and then i did um my Puraco paper in second semester which i thoroughly enjoyed we got to analyze Puraco. uh shout out to inano for that she was amazing um facilitating that for us it was an awesome paper i yeah i've got so much fond memories of that we got to like create a play or a skit at the end of the year for uh i think there was only like four of us in the class it was um me tash Emma and Carrie. She was from the psychology department doing a PhD, but she was just interested in this paper, so she came through. And it was lit. We had some amazing corridor in that paper. And so yeah. As the, the semester started to wind up, I was getting close to handing it. I think it was my final month, and I was like, Yep, I don't like this dissertation. Don't agree with anything I've written. So I threw it well, I didn't throw it all away. But, like, I started again. I kept that stuff and, like, maybe used a little bit of it. But I started all over again. I was like, nah, I got enough time. Bro, it was two weeks out from handing. I'm starting from scratch. I had, like, 13,000 words. I was 7K from, like, finishing. But I just knew it wouldn't be enough to get that first class honors that I was trying to get. So I had to start from scratch. I was like, ah! So went through all of that. 
reread it, I was doing like such long nights, right? I was maybe coming in at 7 a.m. and I was staying till about 4, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I did one where I was there for 25, 26 hours. That was that was crazy. But like shout out to all of the tokana in Te Koronga. They were so accommodating. They uh, brought me kai, read over work. They just were there to support. Um, just there for anything that I needed. You know, shout out to Ben, Tarina, Charles, uh, to Ngahuya, to Nikki, to Inano, to Lisa, to um, Elizabeth as well, who was doing her master's. Um, all those people, man, everyone involved at Te Koronga, they did such an amazing job to help me get through that period. And shout out to, you know, the ones coming through at that time, like uh, Jack, he was coming through. Uh, and shout out to Ashton and Tash, who are on the other side of the hall, trying to get through their work too. Uh, they were like... Uh, working just as late as I was most nights I'd come out of my room ready to go home right I'd be like yeah 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 I'm ready I'm off had enough I'll lock the door turn the lights out and I'll be walking away and then I'll kind of catch a glance of their room where they study and the lights were still on there was movement I was like ah shit now I gotta turn back around and carry on going because I can't let them outwork me so I went back in the room pumped out another couple more hours went out seeing that they were still there so i went upstairs made a hot drink and shit like that then come back down pumped out some more hours maybe i'll be singing through the hallway and stuff like that i'll be singing like prince tui Tika, e paul and stuff like that just because man that place had great acoustics eh, shit environment but they had great acoustics <laughs> oh man i'm unfiltered on this i don't even care um yeah, so if I seen their cars there or the lights on, man, I had to turn back around and work, work, work. I wasn't going to let them outwork me, but they still finished and submitted before me. But hey, it's all good. I have massive respect and shout out to them. We all did an amazing job. Everyone in that year group, actually, that did their honours, done an amazing job. And shout out Tash and Ashton. Thanks for being my psychological um buddies my psychological rivals to get this shit done because i don't think if you guys had been there i probably would have kept home a whole lot earlier most nights so thanks for that and then yeah so by the time i handed it in got my results back around 8th or 9th of december uh jim walks in and he's like oh just want to congratulate you uh on, on on a job well done your your dissertation did really well uh yeah, you got first class. I was like, what? It was so nonchalant about it too. He was just like, yeah, yeah, no, you got it. I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, I got it? He's like, yeah, 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 no, you're sweet ass. I was like, fuck, yeah. I stopped what I was doing and just, yeah, went down to the bar bar, text up all the boys. I'm pretty sure that was the night where, like, um, frick, I think Benja was falling asleep at the table in um, DSC, so... Bro, it was a hectic night. We had like two on video call. It was um, all of us at the bar bar and no good night starts at the bar bar. Like I've never left that place all good. So every time we go there, it's just you get wrecked or you just don't go there at all. 
It's a good time. I miss the bar bar. Probably the number one bar in Dunedin. Uh, so, yeah. And um, that whole dissertation was on Pudako and how Pudako could be used as a tool to aid uh, cultural identity and connection to cultural identity for Māori. So that was a fun project. I really enjoyed that. And thanks to me getting first-class honours, and thanks so much to my supervisors for their patience and their willingness to work to ensure that I got over the line at the end of it. Uh, yeah, huge mihi out to them. I got a scholarship to do a master's on um, mahi fai, which is string games, uh, which I'm currently still doing, still trying to work my way through it. Hopefully get it done. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying to get it done. We should get it done soon. Um, but had slight holdups along the way. So I come home to visit my cousin this year. It's 2022. Um, and I come home and my uncle comes around and he goes, Oh, no, Woody, when did you get home? Oh, like the other day? What are you up to? He's like, oh, no, 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 just dropping these off for your dad. I was like, oh, no, cool, cool, cool. And he's like, oh, so what are you up to? Do you, do you need a job? You want you want to work? I was like, oh, what do you got? I went say no to a mate. Shucks. And so he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll um, do this, this, and that, and uh, we'll, we'll try to draw something up. I'll get back to you. So, yeah, yeah, I stayed up home for a little bit longer than expected. And then the contract come out, and I was like, oh, shucks, it's like a, like a proper job. I thought it was just like a piece here and there, like contracted kind of work but nah it's like a proper job and so now uh, I'm stoked to be a part of the team at um, Atarawia who have a contract for Tehu Te Reo and we are contracted under uh, Te Atarangi Kitikaui Maunga Charitable Trust uh, and we deliver um, a program well not me I'm, I'm, I'm not fluent I'm, I'm learning but I'm not fluent so I don't deliver it but Te Au O Te Reo is a Ministry of Education initiative to uh, get teachers learning Te Reo. So the government pays uh, schools 500 per teacher on each course. Our course, we teach Te Atarangi methodology, which is with the cuisine rods, the, you know, the rako, the pink, the blue. The... Anyway, with those sticks, and they help because you're doing it practically. It's not all written. It's not all theorized. Um, I reckon it's the best, but it's not just because I work there. And I work in IT and marketing. So any teachers out there listening or watching this podcast or any future teachers, sign up. And if you're in Taranaki, Panganui or Manawatu, head to atarawia.maori.nz and you can register there for the course. Courses are now open for 2023 jump on in this isn't a paid ad by the way this is just where i work so i'll give it a cheeky plug why not and now i guess that that's like everything up until right now and now we can dive into what is 99 dreams so 99 dreams is a kaupapa i decided to create because i needed another challenge i needed something to do that can push me to that next level again like my honors did um like this masters has shucks it's pushing me all right but I, I just wanted to do something that i think can make an impact somewhere that's why i'm doing this podcast to try and add value 
to people's lives. You know, this story might, this entire thing might not be valuable to you, but it might be to someone else. And, you know, you get to learn a little bit more about me and my authentic self. Um, so I do hope you have enjoyed this so far. But with 99 Dreams, what I want it to be is a co-papa, really, where I get to share my dreams with you, all 99 of them. <laughs> there would be 100, but we're turning this one into reality. Uh, but yeah, with 99 Dreams, I want to be able to try and live out some of my dreams, my fantasies that I've had, uh, like starting a vlog, starting a podcast creating a clothing brand, see what happens there, uh, interviewing people, getting out of my comfort zone and pushing further than what I thought I could. You know, I've changed from that whole lazy, um, serial chiller mentality to now I'm driven. I want to succeed and I want to push further than where I have and try and be a role model for those coming through. Uh, so with 99 Dreams, I don't just want to succeed on my own. I want everyone to succeed. I want all of us to get out and chase our dreams, chase what makes us happy. Because at the end of the day, we've only got one life to live. We don't have a second life. We don't have a third. I mean, there might be an afterlife. We don't know until we get there. And I don't want to find out. I don't want to get there and be like, well, that was it. You know, so taking these opportunities now, we've still got plenty of time on the clock. This is just the first quarter. So we got plenty of time on the clock, man clock is definitely not running out uh, with this whole co-papa you can be a part of it you want to be on this podcast hit us up let me know hit us up on instagram uh comment on youtube like down below uh head over to the website leave us a comment there if you want to be on the podcast if you think you can come on and share your dreams your aspirations I'll add it to the dream jar. I don't actually have the dream jar with me, but what I was going to do is, oh, I have it. Uh, a rubbish bin, right? Okay, so anytime I come up with a new dream or idea that I want to achieve, I'm going to throw in a yellow post-it note into the dream jar. Anytime you guys comment a dream or an ambition that you guys want to achieve, I'll put it on the pink post-it note. And I'll put it in there. And then in the background, we'll get up a dream board. And every time I have the opportunity to help one of you guys achieve your dreams, we'll put it up on the board back there. And hopefully one day we've got it plastered and I need more space. And maybe we'll get a digital one where it can just rotate through different names. And yeah, I'll put your name and your dream up on the board and we'll make this happen. That's what 99 Dreams is all about. It's not just you guys supporting me and my dreams it's about me eventually being able to support you and your dreams and ambitions and see you succeed so that's it really thanks for listening uh if you guys have any questions just drop a comment down below uh hit me up i'm always available uh <laughs> i say that now right i say that now but yeah hit me up i'm always available I'm glad that you made it this far in the podcast and that you haven't quit. You made it all the way through. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate your time. Take care, much love and enjoy.